open them up to Deuteronomy chapter 5. I have a shorter message today because of the specials, but important nonetheless, amen? It doesn't matter how long a message it is, it's the impact of the message, amen? I think the, I think the Holy Ghost is going to try to show us something today. Deuteronomy 5, verse 29, says, Oh, this is God speaking, Oh, that they had such a heart in them that they would fear me or reverence me and always keep all my commandments that it might be well with them and with their children forever. Now turn to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. I'm going to be looking at verses 6 and 7. So it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her, Mary, to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. When Mary was ready to give birth to Jesus, the Son of God, there was no room for them in the inn, or what we would call today uh, motel. See, This forced Mary to give birth to Jesus in a stable and then placing him in a manger. You know, we have the nativity scenes, though, the manger, you know, it's just like a wood crib. No, it was a feeding trough. It was a feeding trough. Nothing special, nothing fancy. It's a feeding trough for animals. Now, many times when I've read this, you know, my mind got boggled. I was like, oh my goodness, how could someone turn away a pregnant woman, but ready to give birth. Darlene, you work at the hospital. Would they ever turn a woman away when she's ready to give birth? How insensitive, how insensitive to turn a woman away who's about ready to give birth to the Son of God. In a sense, the world hung out a no vacancy sign refusing to welcome him into this earth. Think about that. Now, it would be easy for us to condemn these people for doing that, for turning them away, but how many of us have put a no vacancy sign in our hearts and in our lives for the Son of God, the Lord Jesus Christ? I've entitled this message today, Make Room for Jesus. Make Room for Jesus. As I read this scripture, the Holy Spirit illuminated to me the fact that many times we don't make room for Jesus in our lives. We fill our daily schedule with things that, that only relate to the natural, which, come on, we need to fulfill, right? We can't be so spiritually minded that we're no earthly good, right? But many times we fill our, thing, our schedule in our lives with things in the natural and totally neglect the spiritual aspect. And we put a no vacancy sign on our hearts and on our lives for the Son of God. So I want to share with you in this brief message, I want to share with you five things that may be filling the chambers of your heart and keeping Christ at bay in your life today. Number one, busyness. Busyness. Now, we can all relate to this point. We all get busy. Life can become so busy and crowded that we don't even make room for God in our schedule. I've been there. Have you? Amen? Now, 
specifically busyness, I want to talk to if there's an unbeliever in here or an unbeliever listening to me on the radio or internet right now. I'm talking to those right now who have not made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of their life. You're trying to keep so busy so that you don't have to face the reality of your eternal destination. That you don't want to face the reality that there's sin in your life and that your eternal destination is hell, the lake of fire. Hell will be thrown into the lake of fire, the word of God says. You want to keep your life so busy so you don't have to think about it. But you are in need of the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. See, you ignoring that fact doesn't change reality. A person can choose not to believe in gravity, but if they jump off a building, they're going down. You can choose to believe the earth is flat, but just because you believe it doesn't make it so. Amen? So push busyness out of your life and make room for Jesus. Number two, anger and bitterness. Anger and bitterness. Have you been hurt or suffered an injustice in your life? Causing you to close the door of your heart, padlocking it, refusing to let anyone in, not even the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's even a word to believers today. Amen. How many of you know, as a believer, you believe in Jesus, but you can keep him at bay in your life. Amen. You don't, you can't, you won't, don't want to go any further with him. Well, that's not the solution. See, the word of God says that God is faithful and trustworthy. Take the lock off of your heart and open the door. Be vulnerable to God. Share with him your concerns. Share with him your frustrations, your problems. Don't shove those issues under the rug. I want to encourage you, don't shove those issues under the rug and expect them to go away because the root will become bigger and deeper, causing more pain and disappointment in your life. Look at Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, I want to look at verses 14 through 15. It says, pursue peace with all people. Say all people. Pursue, pursue peace with all people and holiness. Say holiness. Without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully lest anyone fall short of the grace of God. Yeah, it's possible as a believer for you to fall short of the grace of God. Not letting the grace of God touch your life because of the anger, the bitterness. That root that's growing inside of your heart. Lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble. And by this many become defiled. The Bible says that you, even as a believer. This is written to believers here. It says that root of bitterness can defile you. It will keep Christ at bay in your life. You see, when you're holding on to negative emotions toward another person, your relationship with God is compromised. Your intimacy with God will dwindle. That's a fact, Jack. It's just a fact. If your relationship with others is hindered, your relationship with God is going to be hindered. You need to deal with those issues. Ephesians 4.31 says, Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you. With all malice, 
It's interesting the word malice here. What does the word malice mean? It means this. Desire to inflict injury, harm, or suffering to another. Either because of a hostile impulse or out of deep-seated meanness. Anger and bitterness will cause you to lash out to those individuals. It will cause malice to come in your life because of that deep-seated, that deep root of bitterness. So deal with your anger. Deal with your bitterness. Deal with, with your issues in your life right now so that you can make room for Jesus. Next, what, what are some other things that can keep Christ at bay in your life? Pain, sorrow, and disappointment. See, there are some listen, listening to me right now and in this place that have pain and sorrow filling their lives because of shattered dreams and expectations. You think your life is over, that nothing else good can come out of your life because of a shattered expectation or dream. Depression, heaviness, and hopelessness, hopelessness has latched on to your life because of those things. Psalm 147.3, listen to this. This is in the New Life Version. On the screen is the New King James Version. But listen to what the New Life Version says. He, God, heals those who have a broken heart. He heals their sorrows. What is it? Are you missing a, fr a, a friend or a loved one who passed away? What is it? What is it in your life where that, that depression, that pain, that sorrow, what caused it? Is it a divorce? Is it a broken relationship? What is it? The Word of God says that God can heal you of that broken heart. He can heal your sorrow. You see, God has a great plan and purpose for you. Your life is not over because of that thing that you set your expectations so high for is gone. Oh no, there's more where that came from. Because listen to me, Jeremiah 29, 11 says this, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you, toward you, 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 you. I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. And I'll tell you right now, the only way you're gonna fulfill that future and hope is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Unbelievers in this place and listening to me, you're going around in circles, you're trying to fill the void with alcohol, drugs, sex, whatever it is. It's not gonna fix the problem. You're going in a vicious circle. So stop the cycle now. And the only way that's going to be stopped is through the Lord Jesus Christ, making him your Lord and Savior. Come on, pick up the pieces. Pick up the broken pieces of your life and allow God to heal your emotions so you can make room for Jesus. Next, what's another thing? Doubt and unbelief. Doubt and unbelief. You see, doubting the promises of God, doubting the faithfulness of God, grieves him and it will push him out of your life but the word of God says that faith trust and hope in God pleases him it attracts God into your life so push doubt and unbelief out of your life so that you can make room for Jesus and lastly the last point I want to touch on here is selfishness and self-pity 
Selfishness and self-pity. Some people are so consumed and filled with themselves and their own agenda on this earth that there is no room for Jesus at all. It's just selfishness. Quit focusing and being consumed with yourself. Be consumed with God. Be consumed with the word of God. Get to know God through his word. Get consumed with him. And all the other priorities in your life will come into line. Amen? Revelation 3.20. This is beautiful. Listen to this. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, this is Jesus speaking here. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door of their heart, I'm going to throw in there. If anyone opens the door of their heart, I will come in and dine with him and he with me. Don't be afraid of Jesus rejecting you because of your past and the terrible things you've done or you're involved in right now. Make him Lord and Savior of your life right now. You won't regret it. He's standing at the door of your heart. He's knocking on your heart. He's been knocking on your heart. Unbelievers, believers alike. He's knocking on the door. He wants to come in and make his home in your heart. Now, it's interesting to me that when Jesus was born, as I mentioned in the beginning, that he was put in a manger, which is a feeding trough. And it's interesting to me, the Holy Spirit immediately brought the scripture to me that Jesus is referred to as the bread of life. Interesting, he was born, put in a feeding trough, the bread of life put into a feeding trough. What's the message? Jesus is ready to feed all of those who receive him as Lord and Savior with salvation, healing, deliverance, peace. He, can feed, he is the only one that can feed you that. The only one that can feed you that. The bread of life. Are you ready to partake of him today? I'm talking to unbelievers and believers alike. Amen? It's time for you and any part of my life to take the no vacancy sign off of our hearts. And just as the song says, let every heart prepare him room. It's time. To make room for Jesus. Can you say amen? amen? Let's stand in this place. Hallelujah. Make room for the Savior. Make room for Jesus in your heart. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Father, it's a short message. But Father, I believe it was a powerful one that you wanted to get across to the people. Hallelujah. Maybe you are one of them that has not taken that step to make Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life. You've been keeping yourself so busy and consumed so you wouldn't even have to think about it. I want you, if that's you, I want you to come down to this altar and I want to pray with you to have a new birthday, the born again experience. And it's only through Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, that you can be saved. Don't walk out of this building without making Him Lord of your life. Because, friend, you don't know when you're going to take your last breath. And it's not a pretty picture on the other side if you do take your last breath. Now maybe you're a Christian. You, you 
made him Lord and Savior. Yeah, it was a while back, but you know, you've fallen away and you know it. All of these things I talked about are consuming your life. And there is a no vacancy sign on your heart, or has been. Today, you're ready to take that sign down and throw it away. You're ready to burn that sign because you're ready to give Jesus full access to your life. If that's you, I want you to come to this altar. No shame. Who cares what anyone else thinks? I'm talking about your eternity. Drop the pride. Maybe you, you love the Lord with all your heart. You think the Christian life is dull. Friend, you never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's a second experience. If you've never received the baptism in the Holy Spirit, I want you to come to this altar. Because if you think the Christian walk is boring, you're, you're deceived. And you need prayer this morning. You need a fresh dose of the Holy Ghost. I want you to come down to this altar. Hallelujah. Maybe you need a physical healing. Maybe you need an emotional healing. Maybe your life is a mess. You need prayer. You need someone to agree with you. I want you to come to this altar. The rest of you, worship the Lord and commit your life to Him. Ask Him. Say, Holy Ghost, show me any areas of my life that I have a no vacancy sign. I want to know. I want to know. I'm ready to drop the blinders. And I'm ready to open my heart to you. If that's you, talk to your Father. He's ready to help you take that sign down in Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
are on this earth for one reason, one reason alone. To lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and to lead others into that relationship, that walk with Him. Hallelujah. Just worship the Lord as the music plays. Just go ahead and play that last song. I want people to leave on the, on the last song. Thank you so much, everyone who participated with the specials. You guys did a wonderful job. What a blessing. Visitors, thank you so much for coming. Hallelujah. You guys have a wonderful Christmas. Elizabeth and I are taking off to the east side of the state tomorrow. And, uh, and so we're, we're going to be out of town for a while. So just go out in victory and take the no vacancy signs off of your life. Amen. Be blessed. Hallelujah.